Hello friends, welcome to the Book Reading Marathon Challenge Day 21. It's Vivek Kumar signing in again today. And today, first of all, I would like to congratulate you for completing the first book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. And now we are on the path to the second book, The 8020 Principle, The Secret of Achieving More with Less by Richard Scotch. Friends, we are no doubt late by eight days since we are we have to complete our five books within uh, 60 days but we have completed 20 days but we have just completed one book doesn't matter it's always better to stick to our, the progress rather than without thinking about about whether we'll be able to complete uh, the entire reading by within 60 days or not so let's continue our journey today for the 21st day with the 8020 principles the secret of achieving more with less by Richard Koch. So, to start with, let's discuss something about what is 80-20 principle. The 80% of the results come from 20% of the efforts. In business, many examples of 80-20 principle have been validated. 20% of products usually account for about 80% of dollar sales. So, do 20% of customers and 20% of products or customers always usually account for 80% of an organizational profit. So what does this 80-20 principle gives? It's the key to success. It's something to achieve more with less. So let's start with the part one. The part one is about overture. The universe is onky. What is the 80-20 principle? The 80-20 principle tells us that in any population, some things are likely to be much more important than others. A good benchmark of hypothesis is that 80% of results are output flow from 20% of the cause and sometimes from a much smaller portion of the popular powerful forces. Every day, language is a good illustration. Sir Isaac Pitman, who invented shorthand, discovered that just 700 common words make up two-thirds of our conversation, including the derivatives of the words. Pitman found that these words account for 80% of the common speech. In this case, fewer than 1% of the words, the new shorthand Oxford dictionary lists over half a million words, are used 80% of the times. We could call this an 80 by 1 principle. Similarly, over 99% of the talk users uses fewer than 20% of the words. We call that call this a 99 by 20 relationship. The movie illustrates the 80-20 principle. A recent study shows that 1.3% of movies earn 80% of box office revenues, producing virtually 80 by 1 rule. The 80 by 20 principle is not a magical magic formula. Sometimes the relationship between the results and the cause is closer to 70 by 30 than to 80 by 20 or 80 by 1. But it is very rarely true that 50% of cause leads to 50% of results. The universe is predictably un unbalanced. Few things really matter. Truly effective people and organization batten on to the few powerful forces at work in their world and uh, turn them to their advantage. Read on to find out how you can do the same. Lesson 1. Welcome to the 80-20 principle. For a very long time, the Pareto law, uh, the Pareto law 
the 8020 principle has lumbered the economic scene like an erratic block on the landscape an empirical law which nobody can explain the 8020 principle can and should be used by every intelligent person in their daily life by every organization and by every social grouping and form and form of society it can help individuals it can help individuals and groups achieve much more with much less efforts the 8020 principle can raise personal effectiveness and happiness it can multiply the profitability of corporations and the effectiveness of any organization it even holds the key to raising the quality and quantity of public service while cutting their cost this book the first ever on the 8020 principle is written from a burning conviction validated in personal and business experiences that this principle is one of the best way of dealing with and transcending the pressures of modern life what is 8020 principle what is 8020 principle the 8020 principle asserts that a majority of causes inputs or efforts usually lead to a majority of the results the 8020 principle asserts that a minority of causes inputs or efforts usually lead to a majority of the results outputs or rewards taken literally this means that for example 80% of what you achieve in your job comes from 20% of the time spent thus for all the practical purposes 4/5 of the effort a dominant part of it is largely irrelevant this is contrary to what people normally expect so the 8020 principle states that there is an inbuilt imbalance between cause and results inputs and outputs and efforts and rewards a good benchmark for the imbalance is provided by the 8020 relationship a typical pattern will show that 80% of outputs result from 20% of inputs that 80% of the consequences flow from 20% of the cause or that 80% of the results come from 20% of the efforts figure 1 shows the typical pattern in business many examples of the 8020 principle have been validated 20% of the products usually account for about 80% of dollar sales value so do 20% of the customers 20% of products customers usually also account for the 80% of an organization's profit in society 20% of criminals account for 80% of the value of the all crime 20% of motorists cause 80% of accidents 20% of those who marry comprise, comprise 80% of the divorce statistics those who constant, constantly remarry and redivorce distort the statistics and gives a lopsidedly pessimistic impression of the extent of marital fidelity 20% of the children attend 80% of the educational qualifications available in home 20% of your carpet are likely to get 80% of the wear 20% of your clothes will be worn 80% of the time and if you have an intruder alarm 80% of the false alarms will be set off by 20% of the possible causes the internal combination combustion engine is a great tribute to the 8020 principle 80% of the energy is wasted in combustion and only 20% gets to the wheels this 20% of the input generates 100% of the output parado's discovery 
that is systematic and predictable lack of balance the pattern underlining the 8020 principle was discovered in 1897 by italian economist wilfredo pareto 1848 to 1923 his discovery has since been called many names including the pareto principle the pareto law the 8020 rule the principle of least effort and principle of imbalance throughout this book we will call it the 8020 principle by a subterrain process of influence on many important achievers especially business people computer enthusiasts and quality engineers the 8020 principle has helped to save the modern world it it has renamed one of the greatest secrets secrets of our time and even the select band of cognoscenti who knows who know the use of 8020 principle only exploit a tiny portion of its power so what did wilfredo pareto discover he happened to be looking at patterns of wealth and income in 19th century england he found that most income and wealth went to a minority of the people in his sample perhaps there was nothing very surprising in this but he dis- also discovered two other facts that he thought highly significant one was that there was a consistent mathematical relationship between the proportion of the people as a percentage of the total relevant population and the amount of income or wealth that this group enjoyed to simplify if 20% of the population enjoyed 80% of the wealth then you could reliably predict that 10% would have say 65% of the wealth and 5% would have the 50% the key point is not the percentages but the fact that the distribution of wealth across the population was predictably unbalanced pareto's other finding one that uh, really excited him was that this pattern of imbalance was repeated constantly consistently whenever he looked at data referring to different time periods or different countries whether he looked at england in earlier times or whatever data were available from other countries in his own time or earlier he found the same pattern repeating itself over and over again with mathematical precision was this a freak coincidence or something that had great importance for economics and society would it work if applied to sets of data relating to things other than wealth or income pareto was a terrific inventor because before him no one had looked at two related sets of data in this case the distribution of income or wealth compared to number of incomes earners or property owners and compared percentages between the two sets of data nowadays this method is common place and has led to major breakthroughs in business and economics sadly although pareto realized the importance and wide range of his discovery he was very bad at explaining it he moved on to a series of fascinating a uh, fascinating but rambling sociological theories centering on the role of elites 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 which were hijacked at the end of his life by Mussolini's fascists the significance of the 8020 principle lay dormant for a generation while a few economists especially in the US realized its importance it was not until after the second world war that two parallel at completely different pioneers began to make way with the 8020 principle 1949 jeps principle of least effort one of these pioneers was the harvard 
professor of philo, philo, uh, philology george k jiff in 1949 jiff discovered the principle of least effort which was actually a rediscovery and elaboration of pareto's principle jiff's principle said that resources that is people's good time skills or anything else that is productive tended to arrange themselves so as to maximize work so that approximately 20-30% of any resource accounted for 70-80% of the activity related to that resource. Professor J.P.F. used population statistics, books, philology and industrial behavior to show the consistent recurrence of this unbalanced pattern. For example, he analyzed all the Philadelphia marriage license granted in 1931 in a 20-block area demonstrating that 70% of the marriage occurred between people who lived within 30% of the distance. Incidentally, Chip also provided a scientific justification for the messy desk by justifying clutter with another law. Frequency of use draws near to us things that are frequently used. Intelligent secretaries have long known that files in frequent use should, be, should not be filed. 1951, Joran's rule of vital few and the rise of Japan. The other pioneer of 8020 principle was the great quality guru, Romanian-born U.S. engineer Joseph Moses Joran, 1904-2008, the man behind the quality revolution of 1950-1990. He made that what he alternatively called the Pareto's principle and the rule of the vital few virtually synonymous with the search for high productive quality. In 1924, Juran joined Western Electric, the manufacturing division of Bell Telephone System, starting as a corporate industrial engineer and later setting up as one of the world's first quality consultant. His great idea was to use the 80-20 principle together with other statistical methods to root out quality faults and improve the re- reliability and value and of industrial and consumer goods. Juran's path-breaking quality control handbook was first published in 1951 and extolled the 80-20 principle in very broad terms. No major US industrialist was interested in Juran's theories. In 1953, he was invited to Japan to, le- to lecture and made a receptive audience. He stayed on to work with several Japanese corporations, transferring the value and quality of their consumer goods. It was only once the Japan threat to US industry had become apparent after 1970 that Juran was taken seriously in the West. He moved back to do for US industry what he had done for the Japanese. The 80-20 principle was at the heart of this global quality revolution. From the 1960s to 1990s, progress from using the 80-20 principle. IBM was one of the earliest and the most successful corporations to spot and use the 80-20 principle, which helps to explain why most computer systems specialists trained in the 1960s and 1970s are familiar with the idea. In 1963, IBM discovered that about 80% of a computer's time is spent executing about 20% of the operating code. The company immediately rewrote its operating software to make the most used 20% very accessible and user-friendly. 
thus making IBM computer more more efficient and faster than computers machines for the majority of the applications those who developed the personal computers and its software in the next generation such as apple lotus and microsoft applied the 8020 principle with even more gusto to make their machines cheaper and easier to use for a new technique tracky of customers including the now celebrated dummies who would pre- uh, previously have given computers a very wide berth winner talk all a century after pareto the implication of the 8020 principle have surfaced in a recent controversy over the astronomic and ever rising in incomes going to superstars and those very few people at the top of a growing number of professions film director steven spielberg earned 165 million dollars in 1994 joseph chamille the most highly paid trial lawyer was paid $90 million. $90 million. Merely competent film directors or liars, of course, earned a teeny fraction of these sums. The 20th century saw massive effort to level incomes, but inequality removed in one sphere kept popping up in another. In the USA, from 1970 to 1995, the average real income rose by 36%, aided the comparable figure for non-supervisory workers fell by 14%. During the 1990s, all of the gains went to the top 20% of the earners and a mind-blowing 64% of the total income went to the top 1%. The ownership of shares in the US is also heavily con- concentrated within a small majority of households. 5% of the US households own 75 on about 75% of the household sector's equity. A similar effect while maybe seen in the role of the dollar. Almost 50% of the world trade is invoiced in dollars. In dollars, far above, above American 13% share of world exports. And while the dollar share for our foreign exchange reserves is 64%, the ratio of American GDP to global output is just over 20%. 20%. The 80-20 principle will always reasset itself. Unless conscious, consistent and massive efforts are made, and sustained to overcome it. Why the 80-20 principle is so important? The reason that the 80-20 principle is so valuable is that it is counterintuitive. We tend to expect that all causes will have roughly the same significance. that all customers are equally valuable that every bit of business every product and every dollar of sales revenue is a good as is as good as other any other that all employees in a particular category have roughly equivalent value that each day or week or year we spend has the same significance that all our friends have roughly equal value to us that all inquiries or phone calls should be treated in the same way that one university is a good as another that all the problems have a large number of causes so that it is not worth isolating a few key causes that all opportunities are of roughly equal value so that we treat them all equally we tend to assume that 50% of the causes are our inputs will account for 50% of the results or outputs there seems to be a natural 
almost democratic expectation that causes and results are generally equally balanced and of course sometimes they are but the 50-50 fallacy is one of the most inaccurate and harmful as well as the most deeply rooted of our mental maps the 80-20 principle asserts that when two sets of data relating to cause causes and results can be examines and analyze the most likely result is that there will be a pattern of imbalance the imbalance may be 6535 7030 7525 8025 or 99.90.1 at how unbalanced it is. Whatever the actual level of imbalance, it is likely to exceed our prior estimate. Executives may suspect that some customers and some products are more profitable than others. But when the extent of the difference is proved, they are likely to be surprised and sometimes dumbfounded. Teachers may know that majority of their discipline, disciplinary troubles are most Truancy arises from minority of purpose, but if records are analyzed, the extent of the imbalance will probably be larger than expected. We may feel that some of our time is more valuable than the rest, but if we measure inputs and outputs, the dis- disparity can still stun us. Why should you care about the 80-20 principle? Whether you realize it or not, the principle applies to your life, to your social world and to the place where you work. Understanding the 80-20 principle gives you great insight into what is really happening in the world around you. The overriding message of this book is that our daily lives can be greatly improved by using the 80-20 principle. Each individual can be more effective and happier. Each profit-seeking corporation can become very much more profitable. Each non-profit organization can also deliver much more useful outputs. Every government can ensure that its citizens benefit much more from its existence. For everyone and every institution, institutions, it is possible to obtain much more that is of value and avoid what has negative value and much less inputs of efforts, expense or investment. At the heart of this progress is a process of substitution. Resources that have weak effects in any particular use are not used or are used sparingly Resources that have powerful effects are used as much as possible. Every resource is ideally used when it is it has the greatest value. Whenever possible, weak resources are developed so that they can mimic the behavior of the stronger resources. Businesses, business and markets have used this process to great effect. For hundreds of years, the French economist J.B.C. coined the word entrepreneur around 1800, saying that the entrepreneur shapes economic resources out of an area of lower productivity into an area of higher productivity and yield. But one fascinating implication of the 80-20 principle is how far businesses and markets still are from producing optimal solutions. For example, the 80-20 principle asserts that 20% of the products or customers or employees are really responsible for about 80% of profit. If this is true, and detailed investigation usually confirm that some such very unbalanced pattern exists. The state of affairs implied 
is very far from being effect, efficient or optimal. The implication is that 80% of the products or customers or employees are only contributing 20% of the profits, that there is a great waste, that the most powerful resources of the company are being held back by a majority of much less effective resources, that profits could be multiplied if more of the best sort of products could be sold, em, sold. employees hired or customers attracted or convinced to buy more from the farm. In this kind of situation, one might well ask, why continue to make the 80% of the products that only generate 20% of the profits? Companies really ask these questions. Perhaps because to answer them would be very radical action. To stop doing four-fifths of, of what you're doing is not a trivial change. What JBC call the work of entrepreneurs, modern financiers call arbitrage. International finances, financial market are very quick to correct anomalies in valuation. For example, between exchange rates, but businesses or business organizations and individuals are generally very poor at the sort of entrepreneurship or arbitrage at shifting resources from where they have weak results to where they have powerful results or at cutting off low value resources and burning more high value resources. Most of the time, we do not realize the extent to which some resources, but only a small majority are super productive. What Joseph Juran called the vital few. While the majority, the tribal, many exists, exhibit little productivity or less actually have negative value. If we did realize the difference between the vital few and the tribal many in all aspects of our lives, and if did something about it, we could multiply anything that we valued. The 80-20 principle, chaos theory. Probability theory tells us that it is virtually impossible for all the applications of the 80-20 principle to occur randomly as a freak of chance. We can only explain the principle by posting some deeper meaning or cause that lurks behind. Pareto himself grappled with the issue, trying to apply a consistent methodology to the study of society. He searched for theories that picture fa uh, fa facts of experience and observations for regular patterns, social laws or uninformities that explain the behavior of individual and society. Parato's sociology failed to find a persuasive key. He died long before the emergence of chaos theory, which has great parallels with the 80-20 principle and helps to explain it. The last third of the 20th century saw a revolution in the way that scientists think about the universe, overturning the prevailing wisdom for the past 350 years. That prevailing wisdom was a machine-based and rational view, which itself was a great advance on the mystical and random view of the world, which was held in the Middle Ages. The machine-based view converted God from being an irrational and unpredictable force into a more useful, user-friendly clockmaker engineer. The view of the world held from the 17th century and is still prevalent today, Expect, except in advanced scientific circles, was immensely comforting and useful. All phenomena, phenomena were reduced to regular, predictable linear relationships. For example, A causes B, B causes C, and A plus C causes D. This would view enabled any individual part of the universe 
the operation of human heart for example or a of any individual market to be analyzed separately because the whole was the sum of the parts and vice versa but in the 20, 21st century it seems much more accurate to view the world as an evolving organism organism where the whole system is more than the sum of its parts and where relationship between the parts of are non linear causes are difficult to pin down there are complex interdependencies between causes and causes and effects are blurred the snag with linear thinking is that it doesn't allow always work it is an oversimplification of reality equilibrium is illusory or flittery the universe is wonky it chaos theory despite its name does not say that everything is a hopeless and incomprehensible mess rather there is a self organizing logic lurking behind the disorder a predictable non linearity sometimes which economist paul krugman has called spooky eerie and terrifyingly exact the logic is more difficult to describe than to detect and is not totally dissimilar to the reoccurrence of a theme in of a theme in piece of music certain characteristics patterns recur but the infinite and unpredictable variety but with infinite and unpredictable variety chaos theory and the 2020 principle illuminate each other what have chaos theory and related scientific concepts go to do with 2020 principle although there is no one else appears to have made the link i think the answer is a great deal the principle of imbalance the common thread between chaos theory and the 8020 principle is the issue of balance or more precisely imbalance both chaos theory and the 8020 principle asserts with a great deal of empirical backing that the universe is unbalanced they both say that the world is non linear is not linear cause and effects are rarely linked to an equal way both are both also place great store by self organization some forces are always more forceful than other and will try to grab more than their fair share of resources chaos theory helps to explain why and how this imbalance happens by tracking a number of developments over time the universe is not a straight line the 8020 principle like chaos theory is based around the idea of non linearity a great deal of what happens is unimportant and can be disregarded it there is always a few forces that has that have an influence way beyond their numbers there are the forces these are the forces that must be identified and watched if they are forces for good we should multiply them if they are the forces we don't like we need to think very carefully about how to neutralize them the 8020 principles applies a very powerful empirical test of non linearity in a system we can ask do 20% of the causes lead to 80% of the results is 80% of any phenomenon associated with only 20% of a related phenomenon this is a useful method to flush out non linearity but it is even more useful because it directs us to identifying the usually unusually powerful forces at work feedback loop distort distorts and disturb balance the 8020 principle is also consistent with and can be explained by reference to the feedback loop identified by chaos theory 
whereby small initial influences can become greatly multiplied and produce high unexpected results which nevertheless can be explained in retrospect in the absence of feedback loop the natural distribution of phenomenon would be 50-50 inputs of a given frequency would lead to commensurate results it is only because of the positive and the negative feedback loops that causes that causes do not have equal results it it also seems to be true and that powerful positive feedback loops only affect a small majority of the inputs this helps to explain why those small minority of inputs can extend to much influence we can see positive feedback loops operating in many areas explaining how it is that we typically end up with 80-20 rather than 50-50 relationships between population for example the rich get richer not just or mainly because of superior abilities but because reaches reaches biggest biggest reaches a similar phenomenon exists with goldfish in a pond even if you start with goldfish almost exactly the same size those at that those that are slightly bigger become much much bigger because even with only slight initial advantage in stronger propulsions and larger mouths they are able to capture and gobble up disproportionate amounts of food the tipping point related to the idea of feedback loop is the concept of tipping point up to a certain point a new force whether it is a new product a disease a new rock group or a new social habit such as jogging or roll blading finds it difficult to make headway a great deal of efforts create generates little by way of results at this point many pioneers give up but if the new force persists and can cross a certain invisible line a small amount of additional effort can reap huge returns the invisible line is the tipping point the concept comes from the principle of epidemic theory the tipping point is the point at which an ordinary and stable phenomenon a low level flu outbreak can turn into a public health crisis because of the number of people who are infected and can therefore infect others and since the behavior of epidemic is non linear and they don't have behave in the way we expect small changes like bringing a new infections down to the 30000s from the 40000 can have huge effects if it all depends whether and how the changes made first come best served chaos theory advocates sensitivity dependence on initial conditions what happens first even sometimes ostensibly travel can have a disproportionate effect the resonant uh, this resonate with and helps to explain the 8020 principle the letter states that a minority of causes exert a majority of effects one limitation of the 8020 principle taken in isolation is that it always represents a snapshot of what is true now or more precisely in the very recent past when the snapshot was taken this is where chaos theory doctrine of sensitivity dependence on initial condition is helpful a small lead early on can turn into a larger lead on a dominant position later on until equilibrium is distributed and another small force then exerts a disproportionate influence a farm that in the early stage of a market provides a product that is 10% better than its rival may end up with 100 to 200% greater market share even if the rival later provides a better product in the early days of the monetary 
if 51% of the drivers are or countries decide to drive on the right rather than the left of the road this will tend to become the the norm for nearly 100% of the road users in the early days of using a circular clock if 51% of clock go what we now call clockwise rather than counterclockwise this convention will become dominant although clocks could just as logically have moved to the left in fact the clock over florence cathedral moves counterclockwise and uh, so is 24 hours soon after 1442 when the cathedral was built the authorities and clockmakers standardized uh, on a 12 hour clockwise clock because the majority of the clocks had those features at 51% of the clocks had ever been like the clock over florence cathedral we would now be reading a 24 hour clock back backwards these observations regarding sensitivity dependence on initial conditions do not exactly illustrate the 8020 principle the examples given involve change over time whereas the 8020 principle involves a static breakdown of cause at any one time it there is an important link between the two both phenomenon can uh, help to show how the universe adheres adheres balance in the former case we see a natural flight away from a 50-50 split of competing phenomenon a 51 to 49 split is inherently unstable and tends to gravitate towards a 95-5 91-9 or even 100-0 split equality ends in dominance that is one of the messages of chaos theory the 8020 principles message is different it complementary it tells us that at any one point a majority of any phenomenon will be explained or caused by a minority of the actors participating in the phenomenon 80% of the results come from 20% of the cause a few things are important most are not the 8020 principles sorts good movies from bad one of the most dramatic example of the 8020 principle at work is with movies two economists made a study of the revenues and life spans of 300 movies released over the 18 month period they found that four movies just 1.3% of the total earned 80% of the box office revenues the other 296 movies or 98.7% of the earned only 20% of the gross so movies which are a good example of unrestricted market at work produce virtually an 80 by 1 rule a very clear domination of the principle of imbalance even more intriguing is why it transpires that movies goers behave just like gas particles in the random motion as identified by chaos theory gas particles ping pong balls or movie goers all behave at random but produce a predictable unbalanced result word of mouth from reviews and the first audience determines whether the second or set of audience will be a large or small which determines the next set and so on movies like independence day or mission impossible continues to play to packed houses while other star-stumped and expensive movies like waterworld or daylight very quickly play to a smaller and smaller houses and then no, no none at all this is the 8020 principle working with a wagonins a guide to this guidebook chapter 2 explains how you can put the 8020 principle into practice and explores the distinction between 8020 analysis and 8020 thinking both of which are useful useful 
methods derived from the 8020 principle 8020 analysis is a systematic quantitative method of comparing causes and effects 8020 thinking is a broader less precise and more intuitive procedure comprising the mental models and habits that enable to us to hypothesize hypothesize what are the important cause of anything important in our lives to identify these causes and to make sharp improvements in our position by redeploying our resources accordingly part 2 corporate success needs to be mastery summarize the most powerful business uses of the 8020 principle these uses have been tried and tested and found to be immense value it remain curiously unexploited by most of the business community there is little in any summary that is original but anyone seeking major profit improvement whether for a small or large business should find this as a very useful premier and the first ever to appear in a book part 3 work less on and enjoy more shows how the 8020 principle can be used to raise the level of at which you are operating in both your work and personal life this is a pioneering attempt to apply the 8020 principle on a novel canvas and the attempt although i am sure it is imperfect and incomplete in many ways does lead to some surprising insights for example 80% of the typical persons typical persons happiness or achievement in life occurs in a small portion of that life the peak of great personal value can usually be greatly explained the common view is that we are sort of time my application of the 8020 principle suggests the reverse that we are actually avas with the time and profit gate in its abuse part 4 the 8020 future which is new in this edition discusses how networks have become increasingly prevalent causing the principle also to be uh, to become more influential and also more extreme so that the norms is ten, uh, tending towards 90 10 or 99 1 rather than 80 20 part 4 also highlights how you can react to become much more successful as a result of the new trend towards the supremacy of the network and principles part 5 the principle revisited considers feedback i have received from and how may my thinking on the 8020 principle have has developed since the first edition of this book why the 8020 principle brings good news i want to end this introduction on a personal rather than a procedural note i believe that the 8020 principle is enormously hopeful certainly the principle brings home what may be evident anyway that there is a tragic amount of waste everywhere in the way that nature operates in businesses in society and in our own lives if the typical pattern is for 80% of the results can come from the 20% of the inputs it is necessarily typical to that 80% the great majority of inputs are having only a marginal 20% impact the paradox is that such waste can be wonderful news if we can use the 8020 principle creatively not just to identify and castigate low productivity but to do something positive about it there is enormous scope for improvement by rearranging and redirecting both nature and our own lives improving on nature refusing to accept the status quo is the root of all progress evolutionary scientists scientific social and personal george bernard saw put it well the reasonable man adapts himself to the world the unreasonable man 
one persists in trying to adapt the world to himself therefore all progress depends on unreasonable man the implication of the 8020 principle is that output can be not just increased but multiplied if we can make the low productivity inputs nearly as productive as the high productivity inputs successful experiments with 8020 principle in the business arena suggest that with creativity and determination this leap in value can usually be made there are two routes to achieving this one is to reallocate the resources from unproductive to the productive uses the secret of all entrepreneurs down the age find a round hole for a round peg a square hole for a square peg and a perfect fit for any shape in between experience suggests that every resource has its ideal arena where the resource can be tens or hundreds of times more effective than in most other arena the other route to progress the method of scientists doctors uh, preachers computer systems designers educationalists and trainers is to find ways to make the unproductive resources more effective even in their existing application to make the weak resources behave as though they were their more productive coins to mimic if necessary by intricate rote learning procedures the highly productive resources the few things that work fantastically well should be identified cultivated nurtured and multiplied at the same time the waste the majority of things that will always prove to be of low value to man and beast should be abundant or severely cut back as i have been writing this book and observed thousands of examples of the 8020 principle i have had my faith reinforced faith in progress in great leaps forward and in mankind's ability individually and collectively to improve the hand that nurture that nature has dealt joseph ford comments god plays dice with the universe but they are loaded dice and the main objective is to find out by what rule they were loaded and how we can use them for our own ends the 8020 principle can help us achieve precisely that so thank you very much friends it's vivek kumar signing off for today until we meet again tomorrow with the part 2 of 8020 principle how to think about 8020 so until then thank you very much